On the 22nd of January 2017, Councillor to President Trump, Kellyanne Conway, defended the use of false information given in a press conference by calling them alternative facts, alternative facts, alternative facts. The idea is that truth is a flexible concept and alternative facts can be used to paint a different picture, to present a substitute truth, to tell an opposing story. And we may mock and laugh at that concept and yet we do it all of the time. Our lives are shaped by the stories that we believe about the world around us, about the people we live with, about the source of happiness and yet in reality alternative truths are just lies. So how can we spot the truth from a lie and live as part of God's story? Those of you who know me will know that I'm a bit of a fan of the British adventurer Ben Fogel and, and I really like watching his program New Lives in the World where he goes and visits people who have left the rat race and gone to live in remote places. And I've just finished reading his book uh, Inspire and he shares these particular words, this particular view on uh, society. So society sells us the dream, go to school, work hard, pass exams, get into university, get a first, I wish, get a job, take a mortgage, buy a house, spend your life paying off debt, die. Of course, this is a brief overview without the nuances, but you get my point. You see, we are signed up members of a dream, a dream that society sells us, that consumerism sells us, that, that persuades us that things that we want are actually things that we need. That if only we buy this product or do this thing or go on this holiday then we will find happiness, that we will find completeness. And yet so often what is advertised is not what we get and we can buy all the possessions in the world and yet still struggle to find happiness. In fact, it's the American dream, the pursuit of happiness. But I wonder how many of us are pursuing the wrong thing. See, consumerism is just one particular story that we believe, that we believe about our lives. And it's, it's possibly an obvious one, so much so that people have moved into the wilderness to escape from that story. But there are more subtle stories that we believe in, that we perpetuate in our lives. A recent report into race and equality in the UK highlighted the fact that ethnic minorities often see themselves as victims and that this report wanted to change that particular narrative, that particular story, because they believed it's only that we, once we put that victimhood to one side that we can really truly move on and grow. Now that report has hit quite a lot of controversy for saying that. 
Or maybe you believe that you only get what you deserve. That actually you need to fight for your rights. You need to fight for everything that you have. That the world is just full of adversity that you need to conquer. Perhaps you believe that you're not really worth anything unless you've proven that you're worth something through the things that you do, the successes that you have obtained in your life. Or perhaps when we view humanity in the world, some of you think that God, that humanity is intrinsically good, others of us believe that humanity is intrinsically bad. These are stories that shape the way that we perceive the world around us. They affect our interactions with others. And they're shaped by so many different things. It's shaped by our upbringing, the things our parents taught us. It's shaped by our experiences, the things that have happened to us in our lives. Maybe things that have made us optimistic or pessimistic. It's also shaped hugely by the media out there that sells us a particular story about the world that we live in. And social media, well, social media just makes things even worse. I mean, I go on my phone, I go on Facebook, and it's an echo chamber which supports and perpetuates the story that I have signed up to. It confirms and affirms my understanding of life and the world around us. But what if that story that lens through th which we view and understand our world is, is wrong? What if it's distorted? What if it is giving us a false image of what life is all about? What if those alternative facts really are just lies? I mean, if that is the case, then we are living a lie. So how can we know what the truth is? If you've got your Bible, could you look up Colossians? It's a letter written by a guy called Paul, who was arguably the most influential leader of the church. He wrote much of the New Testament. It's also written by a guy called Timothy, who was a protege of Paul, and he led various churches, uh, in particular Ephesus. And uh, he, um, so Paul and Timothy are writing a letter to a church in a place called Colossae. It's a Greek city, uh, about 100 miles away from Ephesus, and is located in what is modern day Turkey. And it's a church which was new, hadn't been around for long. Well, not many churches had, uh, really. Um, but it's a church that really exhibited a love for Jesus and a love for others. But there was a worrying disease within the congregation. There was false teachings, there was heresy, there was something rotten that was affecting people's world view, their way of understanding, interpreting the world around them, and also their relationship and their faith in Jesus Christ. And this letter really picks up on that. We don't know exactly what that heresy was, but we do know that it was incredibly dangerous. And Paul and Timothy say to the church, you know, you need to hold on to the truths that you were taught about Jesus and about God 
and about life. And we're going to turn to Colossians chapter 2. I'm just going to read from verse 6 to verse 8. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. I'll read that part of verse 8 again. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. So three words that stand out to me that Paul and Timothy use. It's captive, hollow, and deceptive. See, whatever this teaching is, we know that from verse 8 that it depends on human tradition, human ideas, um, human concepts, but also it talks about elemental spiritual forces of the world. It talks about influences of the world around them and Paul says that these things they will take you captive now captive means to imprison to ensnare to hold you fast to hold you back they're going to stop you from getting on in life they're actually going to keep you in one place you won't mature you won't grow you won't improve you'll be held in that one place imprisoned by these ideas whatever they may offer you and that's the thing these these ideas these philosophies are often linked to promises if you believe this if you do this then you will get this so they're captive also they're hollow they're of no substance it's like going to pick up a bar of gold and picking it up and there's no weight to it because it's just a gold colored plastic it's insubstantial it's weightless it has no substance to it and therefore it can offer you very little it's cheap it's of poor quality and also it's deceptive see ultimately it's not true and lies can be very comforting lies can lies can be attractive but what is it you want do you want to live a life that is true or live a life that is a lie and that's what makes it very difficult for us to sometimes let go of the stories that we believe because these stories have maybe got us to where we are in life if you believe that everything is about fighting and you're fought for what you have then why would you want to let go of that or perhaps if you feel that you're a victim actually by perpetuating that victim then you get comfort and attention from other people and why would you want to let go of that see quite often we'd rather hold on to a lie than live a life that is true. 
See, Jesus gives us a different story. And we have a choice. We have a choice whether we are going to stick with the lies that are spoken to us time and time again through the media and social media, through our upbringing, the lies that we speak over ourselves about the stories that we believe. Or we can choose to follow Jesus. Believe in a God that has created us, who loves us, who wants what's best for us. He's a God that never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He promises to always be there with you. The problem is we don't see it because the lens we view through our world through is cracked and distorted. You see, if you want to know what the truth is, then look to the Bible. Read the teachings of Jesus and Paul and Peter and James and, and numerous writers that shared what God had spoken to them on paper. So 2,000 years later, we can know that truth too. If you want to know what the world is like, read the story of the Bible. A story that is still going on, a story that you are a part of. And as you read it, ask yourself the question, is this the lens through which I'm viewing the world? So if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you have received Jesus in your heart, remain rooted and established in him, not taken up by the stories other people try and sell you. Stories that are gonna take you captive, hold you back, that are hollow, they're meaningless, there's no substance to them and they're ultimately a deceptive, they are lies. Hold on to the truth that you've been taught about Jesus. The truth that is revealed to us through God's words. And it's only when you know the truth, you can spot the lie.